This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. I don't, I don't pick my nose on camera. Yeah, I would never do that. You sure? Classy. You're a, you are a classy like son of a bitch. I'm a classy bitch. Some people sneak it in with their pinky. Dude, old dudes don't give a fuck. And you guys are both like five or six years away from that shit. Yeah. Oh, old, dudes, old dudes all the time just fucking dig in there and then they look at it. And just like, should I get, they're like, should I get rid of this? It's like looking at the toilet and seeing if you're sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like that, that old George Carlin bit where he talks about how much he loves his scabs. And you just got to pick it off and you stare at it for a bit. I just taste it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's something like older people oh, do, too. Well, I, I need to get some dad, vitamin C in me. My dad used to have a handkerchief. He just blows his nose and just put it back in his pocket. Yeah, yeah dude, I saw that just... in a movie, and I never... No, my dad used to do it. He had a, I, he had a drawer. He had a drawer of handkerchiefs, and he carried them around with him. That's disturbing. Well, I mean... Especially right now, during, like, a pandemic. Well, yeah, 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 it makes me think. He's old school. I mean, you oh, know, if he was still alive, he would be almost 80. Oh, so, yeah, old hanky pocket Roberts. <laughs> oh wait, he'd be over eighty. Are we re- we're recording right now? Let's, let's yeah. get to this fucking episode. This hey episode. everybody, welcome to the Gork Club Podcast. Hey, we're here. I'm Steve Vessel. Death Metal Dave. I'm Derek. And this week we're gonna talk about horror comics. Horror or, comics. Or horror comic movies. Yeah, horror comics based on movies. Yeah. No, no movies, movies based on horror comics. Yes. I like this. You can't yes. say it backwards. I did. Horror comics based off movies really suck. I know you got yeah. like this weird soft spot. Sometimes you buy them, you're like, oh, Derek, there's a new Nightbreed comic. And I'm like, well, that's dog shit. Yeah, I know. They're well, always a, really bad. Sometimes that's the only way you're going to get. Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, I, was I actually say. liked that. That's, so, only, that's the only way you're going to get For the, the first the few episodes, and then it's just like it's, they run out of fucking They China. run out of ideas. Big Trouble Little China was one of the first times they got like a good writer. They put Eric Powell on it, who does The Goon. And I think he did 12 issues of it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is fun. And then one day I picked it up, and I'm like, why does this suck all of a sudden? And I look, and I'm like, oh, he left already. Yeah. He's got other shit to do. But most of the time, it, it reminds me of, like, the 80s. If you remember LJN back in the 80s, they all they made all the serials and the video games of, like, every fucking property that there was. And they were all garbage. And they were all the worst. None of them were good. I have a soft spot for it because, you know, childhood, I'll eat that shitty cereal, and I'll play those shitty video games. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, I every video it. game is the same style of slide scroller. You just put a different head on it. You know, you got Wayne's World and fucking Adam's Family and all that shit. Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula video game. Yeah. Holy fuck. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, man. Uh, Friday the 13th, which was like a fucking nightmare. And it's hugely popular with horror fans, but it's not a good game. And But now we got, like, the other way around, though. You have movies based off these comics. And some of these actually end up being pretty good. We're going to talk about some shitty ones, too. I'm yep. going to talk about liking a shitty one, so fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, but on, the, on, the, on the opposite of that, you were talking about the comics uh, that, were, that were sequels. Like, I think the one, that, the, the one that got away was Army of Darkness. It started out because so Because it started out really fun. good, and then they had, like, Ash versus Freddy versus Jason versus Reanimator versus... I bought it. He's I did, too. I bought every damn one. Yeah. so bad. The Dark, Ashes, didn't they add Darkman into that? After yeah. The, the, yeah. The yeah. Ashes to Ashes yeah. series was the good was the good they, comic. They've added everybody. I don't know who does those Ash ones or the Evil Dead the ones. Dynamite. Dynamite. All right, it's like Dynamite and Boom Studios, almost, which yeah. is Boom, Dynamite. <laughs> but, yeah, they all do the same <laughs> shit. Like, it's always just like, take this license, release 10 comics, because it gets canceled really quickly, because it always sucks. RoboCop was really recent. They did RoboCop. It's just bad, because they try to take the characters, 
and make them their own. And it just doesn't work when you don't have those personalities there and those writers or those fucking actors. Like, some of this shit only works on screen. Yeah. And some shit I, only works in book form. I really like the original Army of Darkness comics when they first came out. They were, that's what they were before the Evil Dead yeah. ones came out. And then they did the Evil Dead ones, and it was good. But you're right, it just gets worse. It's like Reanimator did that. Reanimator versus, oh, like, bad. Hack and Slash or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, Hack and Slash has all those crossovers. <laughs> and Hack and Slash on its own is a fun comic. But when you do, like, these mashups for no reason, it kind of sucks. I mean, like, it's not canon. None of it matters. It's just It just kind of exists. I'm trying to remember the first one I ever remembered that did that. I think it was the Jihad comics. It was like Hellraiser versus Nightbreed. It's like yeah. this is awful. Yeah. This is a, it's a great idea. I want to see this. Or is it like maybe even Alien versus Predator was before that? I can't remember. Yeah. Predator. We're talking about now. At comics least that was an actual comic then. run, though. That wasn't you know that came before the movies and all that shit. Yeah. I think all the talk about like horror fans, Freddy versus Jason, since like what Jason goes to hell. What year was that? Ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. And that's when all that shit started. Of like, oh, it's gonna be Freddy versus Jason. And I think comic book writers were just like, you know what? We can just do whatever the fuck we want. Let's put out all this shit. People will buy it. They obviously got boners for it, and they did. I mean, I bought a lot of that bullshit for a long time, and then I dumped it all. And I try to sell it all and realize nobody fucking wants it. No, no. no, no. I have the Chucky comics. I have. Yeah. They just sort. Those original Army of Darkness books, which are okay, but the cover looks like old romance novels. It's so bad, right? <laughs> Several different covers you can pick from. Yeah, yeah, you know, get the variant. But so, A, B, C, and D. Do we want to go through a little bit of the history of like the comic to horror, you know, horror comics? We don't movies? really. We don't really have to. I, I think just, I have some basics. Yeah, I mean, we got like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, like Tales from the Crypt. Uh, that Vault was, of Horror. Yeah, EC Comics. Right. Uh, started in the 40s through the, the mid 50s. Yeah, uh, 1950. It was the original. Like I think it was the Crypt of Terror, and then the movie came out in 72. I got that on the whiteboard of Doom. I don't think a lot of people know that movie though. When they think it tells the Crypt, they, 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 they always know the, They all know. They know the Christmas story more than any of them because it got yeah. remade in the 90s with uh, the remake of the Tales from the Crypt. That's the first episode of Tales from the Crypt. Right, but in the movie, it's the first story in the film, the anthology film, because they made Amicus. I believe it was Amicus. Did Vault of Horror and Tales from the Crypt back to back, and which, they're freaking great. But the, you've got you know what's his face from Dragon Slayer being like the old crypt keeper in a robe is like yes my gatekeeper. When they were promoting <laughs> it looks this, awful. wrong did, game, <laughs> <laughs> nightmare. Did, did they even mention that it's based off a comic when that shit was being promoted? Uh, it's in the it's in the credits. It says based off the credits, comics, but like the games. previews and shit, it wasn't like based off the hit comic, which really they do remember. now with everything. They I have to let you know. Remember the trailer for those because I mean. I think I saw them in late night television. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I watched. I mean, I didn't even know there was a movie till I was like in high school. But I always watched Tales from the Crypt, mainly on like ABC or NBC. Or I didn't get to watch HBO. The, yeah, the syndication. Well, as far as HBO, but I watched syndication because oh, okay. it would come on at like 11 p.m. on Saturdays, and yeah. they'd play like two or three episodes in a row. Yeah, it was like the late. It was like uh, they did like Freddy Freddy's Nightmares and Tales from the Crypt and Werewolf. Fucking and, Freddy's Nightmares. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I love that crap. It's just anthologies. They just put every week at something different. And then Tell Us the Crypt worked in that, you know, frame of what they're trying to figure out. Uh, I've got I've got Blade up there. Blade came out in 73 as a comic and then in 98 as a film. And they changed it dramatically. It still works. It still works. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's super over-the-top violent movie. I don't think a lot of people were expecting that at that time. Yeah. We, we sort of touched on that last time, too, with Blade 2 and the uh, sequels, the sequels episode. Yeah. Yeah, Blade got a lot of love and a lot of hate last time. I was listening to that episode on the way, and I'm like, man, we did just shit all over Blade 3, and I'm like, it deserves it. It totally deserves it. it. Triple H is scared of vampires. But, but, I mean, (laughs) if you think about it, I mean, 
Blade was the first African American superhero on in the Marvel universe on screen. Yeah, Tomb of Dracula. Sure. I cannot remember the, epi- uh, the episode, the fucking issue that he came out. But he was just a regular guy. He was just a regular Joe fighting vampires with sticks until Morbius bit him, and then he became the Daywalker. Yeah, it's a great thing. I wish they would have put that into the. That films, I know his history. I've never been like a big Blade comic guy, but. Yeah. I love black exploitation. That's the only thing I had as a little kid. My yeah. mom was in town, and she was like, "Check this out." So it was yeah, really cool. I don't think they were. What were they doing with Blade in the '90s, though? I don't even know what the fuck Marvel. Because I was I was super Nothing. in the comics around that point. I don't remember ever reading a Blade comic or. Norton saved it. They yeah. even redid the whole uh, like the whole mythology around the movie. Huh. From well, what I remember. That's probably smart though. Yeah. Probably changes look, make him look like fucking Wesley. They did. Types. I mean, was originally in the film he was supposed to be fucking LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was interested in playing the lead role. It's like a fucking steak. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Norman Reedus in there. Oh god. Okay. Shitty sidekick. I mean, I skipped over Swamp Thing, but I think one of us has that as their movie they want to talk oh, about. Uh, Dave does. That's me. Dave, yeah. you can jump in if you want to. Yeah. Dave, go ahead and dive into. So what we're doing with this game? The film came out in '82. What we're going to do, since we only have like a short amount of time, we don't have seven hours to go over every comic book movie, uh, we're each picking out a few, and we're going to go over them and kind of... I'm probably going to talk shit about all of them. We'll try not to. But we're going to go with Dave's first pick, which is Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, directed by Wes Craven. Yes, and I love this film. I don't give a fuck. I thought it was great. Yeah, especially as a kid. Yeah, especially as a kid, man. It came out in 82. Um, You know, got got a big rubber suit. David has. Adrian Barbara, hey, David Hess. David Good call. fucking Hess. <laughs> Good call for those of you. Uh, so, uh, and this one's Alec Holland, right? Yeah, this is the original. No, Olsen's the original. Well, I thought Lynn and. The first short story is Olsen. It's in uh, House of. Secrets. House, House of, of Secrets. Secrets yeah. And it's just a murder story. Oh, you're right. It's just a one off murder of, story. I actually have it right here. There Issue you, one. So that's, yeah. So that's where they really go with the Swamp Thing. But if you, if you read the original story, it was a short story about revenge. Essentially, this guy is uh, murdered by his chemistry partner or whatever the fuck. I'm making it sound really nerdy. Uh, but he, he, he's, he's murdered by him, and the guy starts banging his wife. And it's just the wife slowly finds out that, hey, you probably murdered my guy. And then at the end, he shows up as Swamp Thing and kills that motherfucker. But the girl doesn't recognize him, so he has to walk away and go be sad in the swamp. That's pretty much the best version of it. And right? that, isn't that what you do? I mean, oh, I thought yeah. that's. But the movie, it, so then go jumping into it, Swamp Thing's made popular by Alan Moore in the '80s. Yeah, that was the most popular. Yeah, Alan Moore, who's probably never going to listen to this podcast, he's in a mountain somewhere doing fucking magic alone, yelling at people. <laughs> but he made <laughs> yelling at people. He he made the character Alec Holland is the one that blew up and became like the fan favorite, and most people that love Swamp Thing go back to this story. Uh, I think what did he have like? He started issue like six or seven, maybe a little bit later than that. Maybe actually twenty. I'm a fucking idiot. I think yeah, he took, over, there when he took the, over. When it became like its the own saga comic. of Swamp Thing. And yeah, yeah. That's where it gets good. That, and then that, this movie happened. Yeah, and then the movie and happened. This movie happened. I don't know why they were t- what they were trying to capitalize on this point because you know it's... it was unique because besides what we talked about, like you know, Tales from the Crypt, and these kind of I don't know staged basically plays on, in, on on celluloid this was something that Wes Craven did and made it look really good I love the dissolves I like the music it's like it's really yeah. moody the special effects just aren't there for today's standards but back then it was the shit yeah the thing I always think of is what was it Dr. Louis Dr. Jordan. Dr. Arcane 
when, yeah. he, when he's trying to perfect his formula and he gets everybody to get together, right? And he's like, oh, we're going to test it out tonight. And there's this Bruno. Bald, yeah, Bruno, <laughs> the bald guy sitting at the end of the oh table. God, yeah. yeah, he got the bald exactly guy. What talking about. That horrible he, dining he, he room. He drinks it. And then, like, he's like, somebody's already drank the serum and he's just like oh no and he's just like uh, and he falls under the table and then a little person in horrible <laughs> prosthetic jumps up like they, mini me they ran out of money at that point <laughs> they're like we spent too much on these suits and that badass sword we gotta we gotta come up with something so a little little pig pig boy it's it, great it just doesn't like so arcane's in it so why the fuck's abigail not in it why wouldn't you go make adrian barbaro's character abigail instead of I think I'm pretty sure she's a rewrite of a character. I think she's a female version of a male character in it, based off the last name. I can't remember though. Her, her name is Alice Cable. Muddy, yeah. I think. Oh yeah, Jim Barbo's character. Yeah. I think Matt Cable maybe is in the comics, or maybe I'm just making him up. My brain's muddy like a. I swamp. like the way you think. Yeah, but her character shows up to work in a fucking swamp in like designer boots and shit. She's like, I'm gonna get my shoes dirty. Like, where the fuck did you think you were going? Right. I know. <laughs> and then Ray Wise just doesn't. I love Ray Wise. But I don't Ray buy Weiss him. is going to come up a couple times yeah. in this episode and well, the he next. comes up in, no matter what because he's in a fucking thousand things. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah, no, I love Ray Weiss Don't too. touch me, man! <laughs> yeah, and then from there, I mean, you know. The Scooby-Doo reveal. Yeah. <laughs> but but overall, I think the movie did well. And people yeah. people people no, I enjoyed it. it. I mean, I used to I like nobody, it. nobody really shits on it except Derek. No, um, that movie gets shit on a lot. A lot. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't. I hang around that. some basement dwellers and they do not I like it. I love it. it. Oh, but no, but then you go to Swamp. No, I like the Return of Swamp. Return of Swamp thing. Of Swamp thing. Which I always think of Abigail. You do get Abigail and Heather Lockley, right? Yeah. And, and the fat kid. A long time. Yeah, Dan, Daniel Emery Taylor. <laughs> God damn, you know his name. Well, he's, yeah, we're Facebook friends. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, he does, uh, so he does independent films now. He makes a lot of like independent horror films. He no the, shit. He did The Hospital. Oh, that's right. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he did. I a, didn't even put that together. The hospital, uh, Fat Camp or Fat Chance, something about a bunch of people getting murdered at Fat Camp. He does a lot of independent films now, but he's also, yeah, the chubby kid from Return of Swamp Thing. Yeah, they're going to make money Return off his photograph. Which I haven't watched that one in a very long time. I think last time I watched it was at the bar and there was no sound. And I was like, I like this more now. I think I watched it. I, I didn't go back and rewatch it because I saw it like a year ago and I was like, I'm, I'm good. That's not no, Ray Wise, though, I, right? They didn't use Ray No, Wise. they didn't. They used, they tell Dick Durock is in all of them up until when Derek Mayer took over in the last season. Which I'm okay. getting. I'll get to that eventually. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't watched the shows. <clears throat> but uh, this one, this this one was a little. I, I would. I, it's campier than, than than the first. I think one. it fits better with the the monsters are better. Campier uh, by what standard? Because the first one's fucking campy. He well, we're talking off, about, it's a Jim Wynarski film. He rips off a mask to reveal he's arcane the whole time. Like, how good was that human mask in the fucking 1982? <laughs> 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 he's like, haha, I'm someone else. I'm Dr. Arcane. Well, but what's funny is when they show up, Adrian Barbeau literally says, Arcane, and they're like, yep. And then they do the reveal two minutes later. Yeah, I know. His voice changes. They're like, you fucking snitch. God. You should have stayed someone else. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Return. Uh, Return. Let's Explain see. this movie to me. Explain it. Well, when Gabrielle is in another Jim Wynarski film. Yep. Uh, there's implied boobage, which kind of pissed me off. Ah, boo. Yeah, it was really, and they even like that whole scene with like nudie books and then nothing. 
And so, and they stick to this whole like Alec Holland is Swamp Thing, right? It's just a man that happens to be Swamp Thing. It's not like Alan Moore's books where the Swamp is the man. Yeah, like the Green. Well, the Green, yeah. I mean, Alec yeah. Holland's fucking dead. He's yeah. dead. That's it. This this shit just took over his body, and it's like it wants to fucking do things because it's a plant. It's like <laughs> I've been really bored. Fucking Yogi Bear has my back, and that's fucking it. <laughs> Constantine has your Constantine back. Has my back. Smokey the Bear. Like Sorry, Nate, did we just take you completely out of this episode? No, no, man, we're, we're, we're good. I'm just, I'm just listening. Um, so just reading the plot, trying to fucking figure it out himself. There is no plot. No, there's no. There's, Abigail wants to go back, and yeah. she wants to know about her mom. Did they ever ask Alan Moore how he feels about it? Because I would love God, to hear that. No, he probably fucking hated it. Alan this Moore hates everything. It. This yeah. and uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen destroyed Alan Moore. I think he was done before the league. I think he was fucking done at Swamp Thing. That's probably where you start growing that fucking beard and studying magic. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> He's trying to find the right spell to put on everybody. What if he left Swamp Thing because of the movie? He's like, oh, fuck my name on that. I don't want to do, do this anymore. I don't that shit. I make this thing cool and then you release this fucking movie with this chubby kid and fucking Heather Locklear. I mean, Tell us more, Dave, about Swamp Thing. Well, Swamp Thing goes on. It goes on from there. They made a TV show. They made a cartoon. Yeah, I remember the cartoon. The cartoon had a lot of really cool fucking toys. I was gonna say the action yeah. figures that came out of that, yeah. which which I looked on eBay to see to see if they oh were on there, God. and you get a ton of them. I saw there was a guy that oh, had, I have a lot there was a guy them. that had like eight different Swamp Thing toys for like five bucks. I have a little Swamp Buggy still. I don't know why he needed a Swamp Buggy, but he has a Swamp Buggy. And you have a little table where you can turn somebody into a monster. Yeah, yeah that shit was cool. You should bring your Swamp Thing magic. toys over and fight with my Toxic Avenger toys. I don't want to. Swamp Thing wins. I mean, he would win, but maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. Swamp Thing would fuck up Toxic Avenger. Yeah, he would. Fuck, guys. What, okay, then if we did it in uh, Traumaville. I feel like most people would fuck up Toxic Avenger outside of Traumaville people. <laughs> like I think he just kills, like, like, heroin addicts and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, if he was just on a trip somewhere and, like, you know, he's just, like, Toxic, he's like, I want to go to the swamp. He goes on a goes on a swamp boat ride tour or something and gets killed by Swamp Thing. It's become Hatchet all of a sudden. The end. No, okay. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, that's the next episode. <laughs> but, the episode uh, prior to this. But, fuck. So, so the, you had the TV show in the '90s, which ran for about a season, I think. Yeah, um, it wasn't very long. And then, Harry Warrior. Like, there's a lot of potential here. And then DC Direct decided to make their own TV show, and Derek's yeah. like, "Don't fucking talk about this." So what I did, I'd never seen it. So what I did is I was, I was like, "Oh, it's I it's streaming on was. it's streaming on CW." So I was like, "I'll watch it." I was, uh, I don't know, like my fifth commercial break in, and I'd seen like. 15 maybe 20 minutes of it so I said fuck it and I bought it I just bought it you could buy the blu-rays for like 12 bucks so I bought it and I watched maybe the first five episodes and I stopped oh no because I was so pissed off that it's canceled that I was starting to get good really and I'm, I'm, I'm just angry because it's it's been well, canceled at this it, point it got... I didn't see it because I was like and Derek Mears Derek Mears plays, plays Swamp Thing. Yeah. Because it's like releasing a movie and showing it in the fucking woods. Like, oh, only three people saw it. Because they put it on that DC app, which you weren't going to get people interested the, the in. The problem wasn't that, that people it. wouldn't. That wasn't a problem? That, 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 well, I'm <laughs> I sure think it was. was. I'm sure it would have been a problem. Well, they already canceled it. The big, they, they canceled it after the first episode. And from what I read was is they canceled it because uh, it just cost too much. Uh, it was like shot in North Carolina or something, yeah. and the sets cost too much to keep, so it was a money issue. I think they were done with the app by the time they were fucking filming that. I think they were already like, you know what, this was stupid. So they let them. We can't they, list our own app. Let's just sell this shit to yeah. HBO. <laughs> yeah, and, and they didn't. And they didn't <laughs> buy it. But uh, well, that one, the, the the new show, it's like I said, from what I've seen of it, it's pretty good. But it's What's Swamp it? Thing is the Swamp Thing. It's it's more it's more horror oriented. That's awesome. And Swamp Thing is sort of. 
in the Ooh. background. He's not as much in your face. Does he meet Man Thing? I, I don't know. Maybe. That would be good. I don't know. Maybe. Remember Man Thing? There was a Man Thing movie. There's I know. A, some, at some point <laughs> wow, in the comic, what a mess he that does was. meet Man Thing. But I mean, something's been all over the place in comics. I mean, at first he was part of Vertigo, which he's like pretty much separated from the normal DC universe because that's how you got by with doing whatever the fuck you wanted. It was like. This is under Vertigo. This isn't Batman and shit. This is violent adult comics. But he's since then he's been part of like the DC universe. He's part of like Justice League and all that shit now. Justice League Dark and yeah, a lot of like crossover shit with like Constantine and stuff later. He was on supposed too. to come up in the show of Constantine, but it never <clears throat> happened. Well, yeah. well, I mean, there is a talk about another reboot, which we could talk about Constantine, which is one of one of the ones Derek's going to cover because uh, yeah. Justice League Dark. Which has been in rumored for Those years. Those movies are great. The comic, the, the, comic, the, comic the, the, the cartoons are really good, but Swamp Thing is part of the Justice League Dark. And at one point, Guillermo del Toro was sort of attached to it in one one way or another to making this a possibility. Well, let's go over that then. Let's go that way. Let's talk about Constantine. Well, yeah, we can kind of jump right into it. So this is a movie, after I just shit on Swamp Thing, that <laughs> I like that people fucking do not like. It's got, I mean... You think it's Shia LaBeouf they don't like? or? Well, okay, that's a problem anyway. We can go into that. I blanked him completely out of that movie until I rewatched it and said, holy so, fuck, he's in this movie. Yeah, that was a very... Ho- I mean, the casting's very Hollywood. And the two that don't fit the most, unfortunately, are Keanu Reeves and Shia LaBeouf, two essentially main characters, which is Constantine and his sidekick. Now, in the comics, his sidekick, they grow up together. You know, they're buddies and they're the same age. And this one, they I guess Shia LaBeouf was hot at that time, like the younger guy. So they essentially cast this loudmouth teen actor to be the sidekick, which kind of fucking takes away from the whole thing. Is this like even Stevens Shia, or is uh, this Transformers this is, Shia? This is like right in between. Maybe, uh, I thought I had, I had to down, ask. but I don't know. Okay. But, uh, you know. 2005. It's, the, it's holes or whatever. The, the interesting <laughs> thing about this was like, you know, we were talking about Swamp Thing. Constantine debuts in Swamp Thing. That's where you start getting the character Constantine. And then he goes over like the whole Vertigo weird universe. He pops up in Sandman, and then eventually you have Hellblazer. So you have him do this like debut. Alan Moore creates him. Then you have him pop up in Sandman for like an issue, and then you have Hellblazer running, which ran for like 270 issues or so. And essentially, he's just like this occult detective that's a complete fucking prick. And that's what they kind of try to do with the movie, but they took a lot of the character out of him. He's not funny ever. He's just kind of like full of dread all the time. Keanu really has maybe two kind of funny one-liners in it, whereas Constantine was always firing off like a snarky bastard. And he's never nice. That's the thing about him. Like, Constantine never learns his lesson. That's my favorite thing about this character. One of my favorite things about the character is he, he does decent things in the comics. He's not always like, he's not a villain, but he's just a prick. He's the anti-hero. And he's not, and he's not the, they never write that story where it's like, oh, I'm going to change now. Which is what I've always liked about him. It's like he doesn't learn his. He doesn't learn lesson. his shit. Yeah. He never. And that's my main problem with the movie. I love this movie, but at the end of it, he learns his lesson. And fuck that. That's not Constantine. That would never happen. Like they're trying to give it a decent yeah. ending, and that's not the ending that we want. And the other thing fans bitched about, if you follow Constantine at all, if you read the comics, you know it's fucking British. And it's a British blonde guy in a dirty brown like trench coat. Yeah, he didn't like, look anything like the one that I. Anything like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But I, at the same time. I read enough comics that fucking reboot every fucking two years, and there's this, there's a side story, this doesn't matter, this isn't even really part of the universe. I'm fine with movies doing whatever the fuck they want most of the time. And I was fine with Constantine being played by Keanu Reeves, because fuck it, who cares? The story's good. 
The special effects are bad. Yeah, the CG is not, what I remember is not. It, it doesn't hold up well. It's it, like almost. It's not bad as the mummy, yeah. but damn. And what's funny is like there's that scene where he goes down to he goes down to hell, and that's the one everybody's like, oh, it's just like Spawn's hell. And the hilarious part is because I'm going to talk about Spawn. Yeah. I was reading reviews from like Roger Ebert about Spawn, who loved Spawn, by the way. And He's they, dead. Ta- Fuck they him. talk about how it's the future of cinema, these special effects. And Constantine's what, like, not even 10 years later? And the effects are better. And everyone's just like, this is dog shit. These are awful. But for those that don't know, essentially this movie starts off with, like, a guy grabbing, like, a fucking spear that he digs out of the ground and then getting crushed by a car instantly, which is a cool fucking scene. Like, that whole car wreck, and he's just like, fuck it, gets up and takes off running. Then the next scene is a lady, like, in an apartment that's, like, tied to a bed, like, exorcist style. And that's when John Constantine shows up. And that's where they kind of make sure, like, it almost feels like they're going to go, like, oh, they're going to make him actual John Constantine because he's smoking. He's kind of a huge prick there. And he, like, rips this demon out of her with a fucking mirror, which I don't know how that works. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. But and then, cool. like, launches the fucking mirror out the window, which almost hits Shia LaBeouf. And the movie would have been better if it would just fucking landed on him. And, like, that's the end of that character. Or took him out with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd have this guilt the whole time. Like, oh, no, I killed my friend. Oh, well, bummer. The buff is dead. You know, and, oh, yeah, one of the things I made a note on that I learned when we were going into this is uh, the pre-production on this shit started in 1997. Do you know who was originally supposed to be John Constantine? Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Oh, uh, it would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. And the like, Rock. No. <laughs> Come on, man. LL Cool J. We've already covered this. Nicholas Cage. Oh, God damn it. Holy fuck. So there's, Nick Cage was going to be Superman and John Constantine. In 97? 97. That was like the Rock era, right? Yeah. The movie The Rock. Yeah, yeah. so originally. It's before he had tax problems. Originally, Nick Cage was attached to it, which would have been fucking hilarious. So that would that would have been way worse than Keanu, but it probably would have been like a cult classic. Or now I want to talk about Ghost Rider. Okay, yeah. damn we'll it, get to no. we'll get no, to we that. won't. Yeah. It's weird how all this bullshit ties together. Oh, know? it does because the the storyline for um, for Constantine was based off a uh, Garth Ennis story yep. and he he wrote he wrote some he wrote the last good ghost rider well, story arc you only have so many good i'm sorry to shit on comics again because i'm a big comic nerd there's very few good horror writers in the comic book world there's a ton of them there's a ton of people just throw shit against the wall all the time but most of the time they kind of suck ennis is great i mean yeah. garth ennis is a preacher i mean fucking he's a genius uh alan moore has created so many different fucking characters Brian K. Vaughn, who always does, like, the sci-fi kind of horror shit. There, there is, like, a decent list. of guys that are good are fucking great, but then there's, like, all this shit at the bottom that piles up, and that's why you got, like, 10-cent, 25-cent comics everywhere. Uh, this Constantine movie. So, essentially, throw the fucking mirror out the window. Don't kill Shia LaBeouf, motherfucker, which you should have, but fuck it. Who cares? Ugh. Then we go on to the actual story, which is, like, this chick. You see this chick commit suicide. She jumps out of this window, and they're like, it couldn't have been suicide. She would never do something. That's her twin sister saying that. Cause she's to mention a Catholic that. Or something, yeah, because right? she's a Catholic. So yeah. the whole thing is Catholic service. Is this Rachel uh, Weiss, I think? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, this okay. uh, Isabel and her sister. So essentially, this girl like you know jumps out of a fucking window. It looks like she's at like a pool party or some shit, like a high school, but apparently it's a mental facility. And the this, same uh, thing. This girl that looks just like her wakes up. You find out it's a twin sister, and the story goes from there. Uh, it turns out that Satan's son is trying to be reborn into the real world. This is going to sound really fucking stupid complicated. And he has to have a psychic be impregnated by him so he can come out of them. And Tilda Swinton. Yeah. And it requires, and it's just weird. And then you have like a, you have Gabriel who shows up, who's like a, 
you know, one of God's angels that have fallen to earth or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And what's her name again? It's Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Okay, yeah. She does really well. I mean, she you can tell, like, you know, that she has the heel turn at the end. She goes from being, like, the, the nice angel just telling Constant, you're going to go to hell no matter what you do, to being the one that's trying to send him to hell. Right. Uh, <laughs> but this movie's batshit crazy. I mean, it's fucking weird as fuck. I mean, it's pretty much this battle of heaven and hell. And then you got John Constantine, who's supposed to be more snarky and shit, but he's just walking around, like, dead-eyed. So, like, oh, going to kill this fucking guy. Yeah, he, 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 they took all the personality out of the character. I think, I think yeah. Peter Stormare fucking yeah. rules. Tilda Swinton rules in everything she does. The, the whole cast is yeah. great. They all do like a really good job. There's just a lot of like out there shit. Like you hold a cat and you put your feet in bath water and you go to hell. Like there's no real explanation about it. But he's like, <laughs> I need your cat. I'm gonna go to hell to see your sister. And then she believes him because he finds like a hospital bracelet or whatever down I'm like I guess that makes sense and there's like smoke coming from his fucking body some guy <laughs> some guy weird guy came in your house and was like I need your cat I'm going to hell in your tub well the thing might question things yeah <laughs> to be fair she did harass the fuck out of him to get him to help because at first he's like the first 10 minutes is just him going no lady I can't help you because they just like coincidentally show up at all the same fucking places for the first 20 minutes of the movie and you kind of go from there you have like exorcisms you have all these like catholic imagery and shit like that there's more catholic shit in this movie than there is in the exorcist like it's all over the place with like catholic symbolism and all that bullshit and the whole thing is like she wouldn't kill herself because we know if you kill yourself you're gonna go to hell and get ripped apart we find out later that constantine is haunted and doesn't want to die because he killed himself at one point and then came back and because of that he's forever sentenced to going to hell whenever he fucking dies no matter how many good deeds he does so that's kind of a cool like interesting story if you believe in all that fucking shenanigans but, <laughs> shenanigans uh, something, something cool they because they, it was originally going to be called Hellblazer but to avoid confusion they changed it because they didn't want people thinking Hellraiser Clyde Barker's Hellraiser oh yeah yeah, we've heard of that I know that movie yeah that's all cool. nine movies CD face. Lucifer's fucking great and constant. That's all I want to get out of my system. <laughs> That's all you want to say. He slits his wrist at the end to save the fucking world, and Lucifer shows up to take his fucking soul, and it's brilliant, because that's, like, one of the best portrayals of, like, Satan I've seen. Like, the dude comes out, like, fucking flaming, and he's, like, this huge fucking prick that's, like, finally, I'll take your fucking soul. Of course, he falls for, like, this bullshit, so Constantine gets to fly to heaven as he's dying, but the best part is, is, like, he sucks him back in, and then gives him, like... Fixes his lung cancer because he's like, fuck you. Now you're a human. You're going to fuck up again and I'll see you later. And it's the best. Yeah, that's a pretty good thing. The ending really does like make that movie fucking awesome. And also, it pissed off Christians. So a lot of them. They didn't like that Satan is technically the hero. Satan was helping him. Helping him well, the Satan, whole like, the whole thing, Satan just shows up and he's like, all this shit's over. Fuck you guys. Boom. We're done. Because we you, win. Because you know what? At the end of the day, Satan's right here. Right in your he's, heart. in your chest? He's, yeah. he's in your heart. Oh, okay. And then they got mad. I've, I've never seen this Christian mom blog post that uh, when Keanu was going to heaven, Constantine, he throws up the middle finger, and they're like, God wouldn't allow that. As soon as that finger went up, he would not allow it. I'm like, you're a fucking crazy person. Yeah, you believe in God. Like, I'm pretty sure you could be like, if you made it your whole life about being okay, you could probably just jerk off on the way up there. He's not going to fucking care. You might get some, like, if it cum lands on somebody, that's it, probably a form of rape. So now he's going to send you down. 
I really thought this through because I used to get on those blogs all the time and oh would argue these God. things. That's some circular logic, sir. You're just arguing with yourself at that point. Yeah, you should go to this. Go dig up that shit about moms being mad that Constantine was using like a cell phone commercial, like a singular wireless commercial. It was like, you can get service even in hell. And they were just showing like these bad clips from it and these cell phones. People were getting fucking furious about it. Anyway, how do people feel about Cemetery Man? Oh my God. <laughs> I am so underprepared for this episode. <laughs> We don't have to talk about Cemetery no, Man anymore. No, it's fine. I just got... Okay. Let's talk about Howard the Duck. Oh, my no. God. I'm just kidding. We don't have to talk about if Howard the Duck. If y'all want me to shut the fuck up, just start talking about Howard the Duck. I'm, I'm just saying. like, that I movie, love it. That movie was that no. movie was very weird. I mean, if you think yeah, about really it. Weird. He came to Earth by accident, and he plays rock and roll, and he has sex with human ladies. Duck sex. Duck sex. Oh, yeah. Well, my whole Constantine rant's weird. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Maybe I've thought about this too so, much. So, earlier you said to me when you mentioned this movie, you said, have you ever seen a duck fuck? And I was like, no. And then, I, and then you didn't tell me how ducks fuck. So no, they don't. no, they don't. If you just, all you gotta do is just uh, just, just Google search duck. Duck, duck, duck penises are, are terrifying. I don't want to like see their screen. penises. I just want to see what they're doing while they're, you know, using them. <laughs> their penises. I'll show this video of that, Derek. <laughs> and we can go on from there. So, my next movie, speaking of What's uh, your oh, horrible fuck. things, Dave? Ghost Rider. Oh my God! I forgot you chose that. Yeah, Go- I did. Rider? I was. You know kidding. why? Because Nicolas Cage. Oh, please cage me. Explain so, to me your love for Ghost Rider. I read the comics when I was a kid. I used to buy them because I was like, "Oh, cool! This guy's on fire, and he's got a motorcycle, and he's got a leather jacket. It looks cool." And the comics were very unfulfilling in the '90s because they just stopped. They well, never finished the last story arc. The 90s were very unfulfilling for comics. Right. For Marvel, anyway. But uh, they did eventually finish it. They, they came back it. after this movie came out. They, they finished the original storyline for Ghost Rider in comic form. So, this movie I was super excited about when it came out. I was like, You Man, saw the trailer and you were like, this is it. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's 2007. Comic movies are just getting better and better, right? They can't all be Fantastic Four. Oh my, which one? I like Rise of the Silver Surfer. It's but, better. I don't know if I like it. But, uh, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Ghost Rider is uh, Johnny Johnny Blaze, and uh, he is he is cursed by the devil to be his servant. Which, per se. Steve's just shaking his head. But like, there's a very specific God. theme with horror comics, and it's, it's Satan. Be, being, being cursed by the devil. Well, I rewatched that, like, I think it was last night, and I was just like, just shaking my head the whole time. <laughs> the devil is a hero. He just creates every fucking superhero. <laughs> Is a hero. Probably created Howard the Duck. But, but uh, yeah. So the movie the movie goes on. Johnny Blaze is this stuntman motorcycle guy, and he just can't die. And he keeps doing increasingly dumb things to try to kill himself. Like I'm gonna jump over a football field's worth of you know semi trucks. He's and evil then, Knievel. Yeah, he's the, he's the evil Knievel. And then like he's like I'm gonna jump over a football field worth of helicopters. He does it. He doesn't die. And then eventually he finds out he has powers. Yeah, later. Yeah, it's later. Like, it takes a while in the movie for him to be like, oh, I set yeah. on fire, you know, and hurt people. The most annoying thing about the movie is that he <laughs> figures out, no, he figures out that he that he has this power, and they call it the penance stare. And they mention it like five or yeah, six times. It happens a lot. It's just like, use the penance stare. It's called the penance stairs. It's just like, stop fucking saying it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. But, uh, you know, the movie, I, 
Didn't you feel like that the movie feels really 90s? It does feel really 90s. Uh, Blackheart uh, is the main bad guy, and the CG effects are fucking awful. They're, They're so bad. bad. What's that guy's name? Wes Bentley? God, I don't fucking remember. I he think was on a so heroin binge sounds, that, sounds, that time. Sounds was he? Right. He, he was did taking movie, movies uh, to pay for his drug habit. Oh, that's cool, because he's in Weirdsville, which is all about just <sighs> being high. And I love that movie. He's in P2 at that time, too. P- is that the parking that's garage? That's the parking movie? garage Christmas movie, yeah. Imagine a heroin filming that. Uh, that yeah, I've never a, been on heroin. So I don't know how it is, but I feel like that would be weird. Cocaine and heroin binge. Yeah, it was it was a really bad time for him apparently. So he was just taking anything that would come his way, including Ghost Rider. That's probably why he did Weirdsville. Hey, that's sure, all he sure, does drugs and that. I'm sure he made money off this movie because, you know, it it, it made the drug money. dealer did. It made money at the box office. It wasn't a flop. I mean, they even made a second one. But uh, the first one, you know, it 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 has potential, but it doesn't really deliver. And then you get to the second one, and that, I think that one is... It's watchable. Is, it's watchable, but it's disappointing because there's so much more that they could have done that they didn't do. Like, if you read if you read some of the comics, like, when all this was going on, after Ghost Rider became a thing again, they started a new comic series, which was really cool. At this point, Ghost Rider's in hell, and uh, oh. Mephistopheles breaks out, but his soul... Shatters into six thousand six hundred and sixty-six pieces. Oh, yeah. So every time he has to go find these pieces of his soul. Now every piece of his soul is in a living being, but every time he kills one, the other ones get stronger. Oh shit! So so the whole story of the comic is him trying to get destroy all the pieces of of his soul. The thing that sucked about that was is the comic was really good, and right around issue sixteen or seventeen, it went from like. I found a couple hundred pieces to. Well, I, I killed them all, and now he's back to one to, to one person. <sighs> like they rushed it, just like comic books. Did he, did he invite them all to like a party, and like six hundred of them show up? He's like, gotcha. There was a busload of nuns. There was a, one. One of them was a busload of nuns that he had to kill. So that was pretty cool. But uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> literally. The, 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 Who was writing that? Do you know? Um, I think it was Gareth Ennis. I think I know he was. He was. 2000, he was so, yeah. yeah. Because him and, and there were a couple of one shots too. Because uh, in the uh, in the Ghost Rider movie, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Sam Elliott, his character was a Ghost Rider before as well. And there was a uh, was it the Phantom Rider? He was yeah, he's kind of like homage yeah, to that. Yeah, there was there was there was a uh, comic book series like a one shot where it was an old Bald West Ghost Rider that was recent, not like the original one. Um, but uh, then you move, you know, you move on from there, and you've got. Like I said, the second one. And he didn't really do much after that. Uh, he showed up in, like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show or something like that, mm-hmm. I, I, I believe. But the the cool thing is... You just skipped over the, the sequel, cool man. <laughs> no, I talked about the sequel. Barely. It's yeah. fucking... It was annoying. It, <laughs> it could have been so much better. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It, it, it could have... There was a lot of potential, and they didn't run with it. And the problem is, is I think it's Sony, or who, who I owns... I that before the MCU happened. Like, mm-hmm. they, you have all these characters available, and people were like, let's just do Blade and Ghost Rider. Like, what about all these other people you could get? Oh, fuck it. Blade and Ghost Rider. Well, I guess because Hulk and I mean, you had Thor. X- X-Men and Spider-Man. You didn't have Thor yet, though. You had that. Yeah, he was in, like, the Trial of Incredible Hulk. That's yeah. it. You had that one, like... Daredevil was in there. You had the bad Daredevil movie. Mm-hmm. You had the bad Ang Lee Hulk movie. I think it was before the Norton one, so we're still not well, in the MCU world. The, the thing is, we the had thing the X Men one. It's, it's, it's a property. It's Sony. Sony owns the rights to Ghost Rider. Yeah, the director yeah. of Daredevil directed Ghost Rider, didn't he? Uh, 
Was the, the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, I believe, was directed by the same guy who did the how Ghost. Do you, how do you hire that guy? Again? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going on here. <laughs> he that's why it's yeah. so good. No, 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 no. Oh, thank God. These are dark days. He did Electra. He did Electra. Oh, okay. There it is. The thing is, is it's owned by Sony. So the thought of, you know, they they, they put Ghost Rider back in, I think, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or one of the Marvel shows, which they could do. But Nicolas Cage is very open to making Ghost Rider. He's open to anything Making another Ghost Rider. But the funny thing is... He's a huge comic nerd, too. Yeah, I read an article where Keanu Reeves was also interested in playing Ghost Rider. He's like, you know, I've been to hell before. So, so it, so it, it, it would be interesting to see if it could happen. I know they've reintroduced, they've already introduced another Ghost Rider in the Marvel universe, but fuck it, you can do whatever you want. We've had like how many Spider Mans at this point? Well, that's the thing. They people get so weird about that shit about well, this guy's Spider Man, this guy's Ghost Rider. I'm like, do you fucking read comics? Because none of this shit matters. None of it. Marvel relaunches every two years. DC relaunches every few years, and every time they lie to you, they go, "This is it. We're fixing it. That's it. Only three X-Men comics. That's it. Fucking blue, gold, and red. Fucking six months later, you're buying 75 X-Men comics." Yeah. I think DC's in the middle of that again too, where they're yeah. trying to get all their continuity. Together. They do it all the time. Yeah, DC with Flashpoint and all that shit. Sometimes there's five fucking Batman's at once. Five Flashes. Like, who gives a fuck? You all can do all these different stories. It doesn't have to be exactly like the comic book. Or the version of the comic that you love. Who cares? Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves can go fucking be, both be Johnny Blaze for all I care. At the same time. It won't matter. They're both going to suck, so who cares? Uh, it's po- Prove it's, me wrong. How do you do Ghost Rider? It's, it's, very, it's very possible that they could, they could bring him back. Cause, uh, yeah, they should. I don't know if anybody watches WandaVision, but they've, they've, already, they've, they've shown you the path to, get, to recast I, a character. I don't watch WandaVision, but I feel very vindicated that it's good because I told everybody like three years ago when Tom King was writing Vision, I was like, hey, motherfuckers, read this. It's like a 60s sitcom, but like really graphic and sad, and it's about the Vision. And nobody listened to me because my friends can't read. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, motherfuckers were talking about it, and they were down in it at the first, after the first episode. I didn't even see it yet. And I go, I bet it's just a slow build. I bet it's going to be really good. And now everybody's like... This is the best thing in the world. I'm like, you motherfucker. Now I'm being like hipster about it. Now yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going to watch it. Motherfuckers. I'm not even going to watch that bullshit. I guess I mean, it got I'm good because s- everyone I knew was into it was like, oh, this is so slow. This well, is taking forever. Well, if you haven't like, seen it, do you have not going to ruin it. Yeah, it, I can't ruin it. It's, 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 it's an it's, active it's, show it's, right it's, now. It's, so it's, it's, it's a good show. It's a good show for what yeah, it is. I, I'm definitely going to watch it at one point. I'm just not going to talk about it with anybody because some motherfuckers won't talk about comics with me. So I'm not going to talk about your bullshit. We are talking about you. I want, you want to talk about more comics? Talk about Spawn. Tell me about Spawn. Fuck, I want to finish with Spawn. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Steve, no, tell please. Me about talk about Spawn. No, Steve, you're up the bat. Yeah, my, my bat is fucking deflated right now. Go ahead. Is it? Yeah. I can't see under the table. That's okay. All right. You want to talk about Spawn? Sure, let's talk about Spawn. What do you? Hold on. What, can you, what can you tell me about Spawn? I got some note skis about Spawn. Okay. What the fuck? Oh, that's the other episode that we're going to do. Okay. <laughs> I just had to make some notes on it because, like, Spawn was one of those movies that I saw. I mean, I was young when Spawn came out. And if you were, like, my age or probably going up into your 20s, but I was, like, 11 – Every night, like if you watch late night TV, they were always like Spawn the animated series on HBO, an adult cartoon. They were really selling it to you that way, like it's adult. There might be titties and violence, so I could never watch it because I didn't have fucking HBO. And the movie got announced. I was like, oh fuck yeah, that's gonna be cool. I should go check out some comics. So I went and bought like McFarlane's comics, like Image Comics at the time. You could always get it for twenty five cents. A couple months after they came out, for those that that don't know, Image was like the 
the rebels of the comic book world in the 90s. You know, it's a bunch of guys that left Marvel and DC and went to make some, like, really cool, violent shit. Spawn, a lot of people love Spawn. I like the art of Spawn. I like the characters. I never thought Spawn had a great story. I always thought it was more focused on the art and how cool, like, hell looks in it and all the characters. So then you have this movie, which doesn't do any of that. The, <laughs> the movie was pretty tame. The movie's very tame. Essentially, it's you have... It's 13 I think, when it came out, right? Maybe it's. God, it I know it's an unrated version, but yeah. God, or R-rated version. So the casting was awesome. For Simmons, they did cast uh, Michael J. White, who deserved a way better career than what he had because he's a badass martial artist, solid actor. He should have had like a Van Damme style career. He had Black Dynamite. Yeah, but unfortunately, he, by, made, he had him being you know. Oh, he was that shit. he was awesome. But by the late '90s, unfortunately, those martial arts films were just dying off becoming just strictly straight to DVD fare so you don't get to have that 80s boom and take advantage of kickboxer and all that shit uh, but yeah essentially this guy gets killed goes to hell makes a deal with what do they call the devil Malboja yeah where he gets to come back but he's part of like his army and then you got this cl- fat clown with John Leguizamo and makeup called Violator who's like a really badass monster always had the toys which by the way McFarlane had the best fucking toys in the 90s absolutely you know? man they revolutionized it yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, those Spawn toys were amazing. I remember buying a fuck ton of them, barely. I didn't know who half the characters were. I was just like, that's $8, and that looks amazing. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's going to fucking start fighting demons. And if I knew he said the fucking N-word all the time, like, kill him, demon, kill him! But I didn't learn that, I didn't learn that until later, later, so I'm sorry. He's body slammed him. <laughs> but th- that movie's depiction of hell is the worst fucking thing. It's like playing like a 90s PC game. For one, the opening's like a 90s PC game. Because like the text and the fire, like you know you're in like 1995 when you turn this fucking movie on. And then they start playing like Manson and shit. They're like, oh, we gotta play Manson. We gotta let you know that we're fucking edgy. So here's the Manson song. And now here's Homeless It didn't Week. age well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that don't age well from the 90s. No. And then there's Homeless Miko Hughes. Uh... But this whole movie is just pretty much like Spawn fighting random people, trying to get revenge, and then he finds out that his best friend, who Hollywood made white, by the way, good job, Hollywood, because his best friend, right. not like, same guy, by the way, same character name and everything, they're just like, man, he's white now. He's white now. And they even said it, they said, apparently the producers were like, we didn't want people to think that this was a black movie, like, are you uh, fucking, like, ah, how cringe is that shit, you know? I, once again, super 90s Hollywood producers. But I got a few notes. I did like John Leguizamo's Violator. Uh, so, real quick, I just wanted to, I just want to point yeah. out the, the voice of Malboja was uh, Fred Welker. Yeah, this could be Fra- Frank movie. Welker, yes. He played Fred and uh, Jabberjaw. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also in, like, Gremlins. And, yeah. He's murdered by Jessica Priest, which isn't what happens in the comics. I think in the comics he's actually murdered by somebody that was in like wild arms or one of those like actual like more popular books i just can't remember who jessica priest was created for the movie probably just to have a female villain in it she doesn't do shit outside of killing him and then go get her ass kicked as soon as he fucking comes back um yeah terrible cgi which i made a note of which go fucking watch it you'll see what i'm talking about yeah but the practical effects are fucking good they really are and i wish they would have done more of those the it, cape is just the and worst thing. Craig Nicotero's group did all that shit, or it's like Can't Hannah, be. yeah, they they all. So like when you see that at the start of the movie, you're like, oh shit, this stuff's gonna look awesome despite these weird fiery credits. But the rest is gonna look awesome. Nope, there's too much shit in hell. But when they're on like, <laughs> there's too much shit in hell. When they're walking through like alleys and shit in homeless land, and he's in just his costume and John Leguizamo's makeup and some of like the gore and like the fight scenes looks amazing. But the rest of the movie, 
Just looks like total fucking dog shit. But it was 90s. It was like, yeah. no, it's before that even, man. It might be like 94. Uh, and it, that's just, it's not a great movie. I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like uh, like horror comics, when you talk about it, you can't leave out like image comics. And even now, they're fucking killing it. Like they got a ton of great horror comics. Nailbiter's like my favorite currently. Uh, but then you got Spawn and these books that started it all and Rob Layfield not being able to draw for fucking shit and having a job. I'm, I'm not even, that's a whole different episode. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's do it one hour day. But it's, it's, Spawn, like, you should go back and watch it because it's, like, a product of its time. You can see how far we've come. When we watch these movies, we're like, that looks like shit. I'm like, watch Spawn, motherfucker. Like, look at that hell scene in Spawn because people will lie. Like, the Constantine review I brought up earlier. Oh, that looks like Spawn. No, it doesn't. Go back and set them side by side. They look a lot different. Constantine doesn't look great, but Spawn's, like, PC game. My PC can't handle this game. Fucking choppy fucking hellfire. So it's like playing Diablo. It's bad, and it sucks because his cape's so badass normally, and it looks like shit the whole movie every time it comes out outside of the car chase scene. It looks so good in that car chase scene. It's like, like where it goes up. I'm like, did I use practical shit there? Maybe. They tried at it least. turns into the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that gets a little ridiculous. <laughs> oh, the whole, man. The end scene. But John Leguizamo does a great job in that fucking movie. He's the a, best thing in that film. Yeah. And it really it, is. But in the end of the day, it just ends up being a movie about a guy that's trying to save his wife who's fucking his best friend. So While losing his soul simultaneously. Well, now, now, so. In the comics, I remember reading, reading the comics, and you get to that last page, and the numbers countdown from, from from where they were before and it was a cool thing when, when when you didn't know and you didn't have all the i just you know i'd be able to buy like two or three of them and then i miss like one or two and i just try to piece together what i what i missed and you're like what's happening what, what's going on with here and it's him using his power and they didn't really go into that in the uh movie at all no they didn't but, go to anything in the movie other than cowboy boy telling him what to do right but then but <laughs> but, in, but you'd mentioned the uh the hbo show yeah and the hbo show was really faithful to the comic yeah it's a no i watched it later in life and it's it's awesome it's a good like dark anime style almost yeah, i just i remember like, cause, very like wicked the, city the, the ice cream man the pedi- oh it's brutal yeah, the, the pedophile ice cream man i remember reading that in the comic is like you know uh, you'll scream i'll scream. he made little kids scream he made children scream but i made him scream and scream and scream and scream and it's just written in his own blood on the wall so well, that's when you can. We talk about Ghost Rider coming back. You could do Spawn again. Oh, absolutely. And you can cast Michael they Guy White for that if you want because he's still. The motherfucker looks the same. He doesn't age, dude. He'd be perfect. And Todd McFarlane can get some more money. That's what he needs. <laughs> and then I'll end on this note with it. I met fucking Todd McFarlane as a fanboy about 15 years ago when I was managing GameStop. We used to have these manager conferences in Texas. So we'd go out there, all the store managers from the U.S. You go to this place, it's like E3. For those that don't know, E3 is like a video game convention. But this was just for GameStop managers. And all these companies would come out and show their new products and kiss your ass. And they would bring out like one or two celebrities occasionally. Most of the time, wrestlers or like has-been baseball players. They brought Todd McFarlane to this one. I remember getting the little card. It's like, oh, McFarlane's going to be there. I can't wait. Let me grab this shit. And I grabbed like Spawn books and some action figures. We get there. And they're like, Todd's not signing anything. But he has a signed gift for all of you. And I remember getting this line. There's only like 10 people in front of me. And I'm like, oh, the gift's probably going to be cool. He gave me a Todd McFarlane action figure signed by him. And what I mean by a Todd McFarlane action figure, it's an action figure of Todd McFarlane. <laughs> what, <laughs> accessories, what accessories did it come with? I, it's a black t-shirt and jeans. I mean, you could probably Google it and find it. It's probably a pencil. But it's the most basic little fucking toy ever. But it's got the cool like McFarlane style box and everything around it. But it's just Todd. 
Wait, I'm just curious. So you walk up to the table and he just puts it on the table and slides it over to you and then you go on your way? Exactly. He looks at you and goes, here you go. And it's like, here's your gift, homeless guy. And and then you take your gift and then you walk away. And it was so weird. I found out later that apparently the company that was putting out like the Spawn game, which I think may have been the Dreamcast game at the time, uh, told him that they were, they were promoting it, that he was just there to promote the game. So they have this toy, and then they're going to have like a flyer for the game attached to it, not to sign anything else, because that takes away their time of selling the game. Because you walk by him, and then like the, the other group was there, the developers or whatever. The PR team, not the fucking developers. But, like, hey, the new spot's coming out. Here's some details about it in case people want to pre-order it. And I'm like, I got a fucking Todd McFarlane action figure. I want to kill myself right now. It's not worth a dime? It might be worth a dime, but if you've ever <laughs> been to look it up, I mean, I've never seen him at a Peddler's Mall of all his other toys because there's a ton of McFarlane toys. If you go to Peddler's Mall or anywhere, they're like a dollar to five dollars. I know those all are the, the, the toys. best fucking figures, and the they're time. really fucking good. But I figured I'd end on that note. It's just an interesting Todd McFarlane story because I was like building up to it for like three weeks i was like fucking 19 dude and this like trip was huge for me and i'm like i'm gonna be todd mcfarlane it's gonna be the best and then that motherfucker gave me a toy of himself <laughs> it's probably not his fault but fuck that sucks well let's round this out let's uh let's, let's close this out. out guys but you don't want to talk about anything else steve man yeah. i uh, i had a ton of notes i was over prepared for this and then i just I literally lost everything lost train of thought is there a comic book that hasn't been made into a movie that you would want to see Ooh. holy shit We'll end on this if you can think of something. No, I can't. Okay. Nothing? No, nah, not off the top of my head, man. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of what I've read that it would be really cool. See, a lot of the stuff I read was like, you know. 1842. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would actually, <laughs> well, that would all actually the be pretty cool. comics that I loved yeah. as a kid have been ripped off or, or turned or, into or a comic turned book. Something? Okay. They have, either animated yeah. or, or live yeah. action. Yeah. It's all been done. I'm waiting for Marvel Zombies to hit. Yeah, that'll probably happen. I thought that was going to already happen. Oh, it's going to. I think. I think. I think because Marvel's doing the what if show. I I bet it happens. Somebody get a billion dollars together and make me a saga series or fucking eight thousand movies because that's what it'd probably take. Or do Nailbiter. Nailbiter would be perfect, and it can. It wouldn't be that big of a high budget. And it's all about serial killers and shit. That's fine. And a dude that eats people's fingers. Let's do it. If you haven't read it, go check out Nailbiter. They actually just did the sequel because it's horror, so you gotta do a sequel called Return of Nailbiter. You'll fucking dig it if you like horror stuff, or you won't, and fuck you. Who cares? <laughs> they can take us <laughs> out of here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the end of this, and uh, we that's didn't, the end of this. We, 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 didn't, we didn't talk about Walking Dead at all. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. you thought we were going to. Yeah. Ha. Jokes <laughs> on you. Suck it, Rita's. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can find us. Uh, on uh, let's see, Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Castbox. Uh, thank you to our listeners. It looks like we have the Netherlands. Somebody picked us up in the Netherlands. Yeah, it's getting weird out there. Probably just Derek changing his changing his IP. I gotta change my time. VPN so they know what. VPN every, you know, every time. They don't know what I'm jerking off to. Uh, like, subscribe, and share. Find us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, you know, wherever else. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Let's get the hell out of here, guys. Thank it's you all for tuning over. in. Bye. Bye. Bye.